Yo, it's a Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Thursday, June 29, 2017. Hello, Laura Clark. Stuart Farrell, how are you? Well, I'm a bit wary of you, to be honest. This morning you have, uh, I don't know in what context I could put it, but you, I mean, for lack of a better rally. word. Yeah. All right, rally's good, because I was going to say frisky, so rally is a lot, <laughs> lot better. And I meant frisky in the horse sense. You're on, you're on the tips of your toes, you're pulling the lead, you're ready to take off in the big race, so aren't you? so much better. Oh, good. my God. My plan to stay home and snub my best friend in the world yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, yes. was very successful because I slept. And sleep, oh. my friend, apparently yep. cures illness. <laughs> well, it does. It's, it cures illness. so many things. It's, it's great for weight loss. Oh and we, we should have spoken about this yesterday. God. We didn't. Um, it's good for so curing all your ills. It's great for your mental health. Um, so and these good. people that claim like, uh, and have a little people that claim it, Donald Trump, Kevin Rudd, yeah, yeah, that yeah. don't actually uh, rely on much sleep. <laughs> They're not what you'd call well adjusted. They may be successful in the uh, yeah. commercial sense or in the, the corporate sense. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> that Tesla know. guy, I think he yeah. doesn't get much. Elon sleep. Musk, yeah, right. But he's meant to be like, a you robot. know, doing good things. But he does seem like a bit of a robot. And I don't know. Fifty years ago, it's just his head functioning, <laughs> mechanical body. God, it's good to feel better. It really does feel like a total miracle. It's like the be- and you know, mm, I'm celebrating joyful, way too joyful early. Thursday. Uh, it is so joyful, Stu. When well, you I feel better you at six thirty this morning, and you were like, "Bang, straight back." I'm like, "Bing, wow. good morning." Yeah. So there <laughs> so, you go. And well, added, added to your friskiness and your joy, yeah. Uh, my whole house this morning smells like a roasted nuts. So it's Ooh. just a, a, and, a and and also my, and my housemate pointed this out. I was loath to go and check it out, but there was a sunrise that came through oh. our bedroom window and oh. reflected on this uh, painting we have above Ooh. our bed. And it looked as though the sun was within the trees of the painting. So it's just actually been a magical start to the Oh, my God. Roasted nuts, happy Lauren, and a a beautiful painting. Ah, what a series of miracles. (laughs) Oh, I know. All all of the above I thought would never occur. But there there you go. So Lauren Clark. How dare you. Yes, Stuart Farrell. I was in Melbourne yesterday, as I told you. Was uh, it a lonely trip? Is it, it just was. you? I, I must your... say, no. it was me. No, it was me and the you. dogs. The dogs do come with me. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because they remember some of their old spots, like their walking spots. We drive through a couple of big parks where we used to walk on a daily basis, and yeah. they immediately they could be in a slumber, and they immediately pop up and they're hanging out Isn't the window. That amazing. It is it's amazing. Because um, I'm sitting there going, Jesus, I hate this joint. I like <laughs> it is so crowded. <laughs> I, how do you people do it? I mean. We have a lot of listeners. We have a listener that sits on top of a hill in the Andes somewhere. We have a, uh, <laughs> listeners in various parts of the world and in regional Victoria and Australia. But yep. uh, thank you. But uh, mm-hmm. then there's people like you. That, uh, yes. Well, can we can we call you geography snobs? Would that be a fair sort of? Uh, no, Stuart. You're the right. geography snob. You've just said you just you've just outed yourself as a geography snob. Well, no. I, yes, I, you I have. don't understand. Oh, it's living disgusting. In I can't like, stand this place. Ugh. Oh God, I living must in, live living out in a of major city. city. Is like living like a hoarder. It's like living mm-hmm. amongst mess and having mm-hmm. to climb over a pile of as TV you know, weeks no to with get that. to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, it's an extreme version. Like you, your version is just life with kids. I yeah. hardly think that you. I mean, we're not going to see you on an episode of Hoarders until the kids move out. I would imagine, but. Uh, <laughs> 
But living in the city is the is the sort of societal you, equivalent of being a hoarder. You, you, you need everything. You need all, all the cafes near you. You need everything near you. Okay, here we go. 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 Here is my little critique of my lovely little my lovely little friend over there. My lovely little guy in regional Victoria. Do oh. love you. And I'm, when you know things are going to go bad, when I start a sentence like that. Well, that's right. It's called buttering but you the turkey. <laughs> you are a turkey, and I'm buttering you right now. Right. Um, but you, what you do when you make a decision is you have amazing uh, confirmation bias. So like oh, if you, good, if you, it's great. It mm. makes you really confident about your own life and your own decisions Thank and stuff. Much. But what happens is you go, right, I'm going to do this fasting thing. It's going to work for me. And therefore everybody else should do it. And anybody who doesn't do it is an idiot. I am going to oh, move no. to regional Victoria <laughs> and if oh, and when I get to regional Victoria, I'm going to hate absolutely every other option <laughs> on the table. Well, <laughs> and everybody who didn't make that it. choice is an idiot, right? No. I, I need you to take off is an idiot off each example because I don't believe that. I, yeah, but your I, I struggle to understand. See, there's a difference to me saying you're all idiots to how can you do it? Yeah, you, you say see? how can you do do it. Like, like, how do you live with yourself, kind of thing, and well, and and that no. thing of um, you know, then turning it around to where geography snobs, as opposed to you <laughs> being well, a geography why, snob. Why do people stay? You know, why don't people just say, you know what, we need to make a change here? Well, that's why? what you've done, and that's amazing for yes, you. I... That's been so great for you. It has. But for other people, they have other. Things that like what? That's what I'm asking. So that's okay. what I'm throwing out there this morning. I'm, I'm not, very it's close. Not a judgment. It's not a I'm judgment. very close to certain things that are helpful for me. Yes, that's that's that is really Good. literally that's the main need. reason. That's, that's a, all you that's need. The main reason I live in the city. And that ding indicates you have to, a valid reason. I'm close to my mum. I'm close to um, where the jackpot can work. Some really good places where the jackpot can work. Yeah. I I benefit from my work benefits from being central. Like it would be. A bit of a lifestyle change, uh, quite quite a bit of a lifestyle change, but it would mm. also involve a, a few tweaks to our life that I'm not sure wouldn't kind of derail things at the moment, just in terms of right. Where, so it's not it's not set in yeah, stone, is what I'm asking. Where we're at, pardon? It's not set in stone, though, is it? Like there could potentially be change down the track. <clears throat> there, oh yeah, and there are lots of reasons why, like. <laughs> um, you know, for instance, that the, having a having kids and mm-hmm. going to visit people who have backyards is. is oh, you do like, that, do you? Because it's, I was just thinking, uh, it's almost a year since I moved here. There we go. Is it really? Have I made a yeah, year yet? Yeah. Has Kate uh, Reid visited no, you yet? Kate Reid hasn't. So you, you, the, oh, the, the the benchmark is still there, <laughs> but it's not far off, and we're coming up to okay. a year. Okay. All right. But you I know mean, what? You're the one year. who left. You're the one who packed up all your bags and left from just down the road and yep. bailed completely. That's right. And you've seen me a total of two times since but then I've tried. in my house. How many times have you cancelled? Yeah. Anyhow, we're not, we're not uh, having this argument so... during our anyway, happy listen, program. Yeah, I know. It's the, don't derail my happiness. I drove past the street yesterday. Yeah, I know mm. you texted me. As you were texting me. Mm, there's I know, your that was amazing. I know, that was amazing. Then. Well, um... Still banned. You, st- you are banned. Do you know what? Do you know what? Here's something from somebody who has what you've described quite politely tonight, today, this morning. What tonight. day is it? I know. Thursday. 
<laughs> Literally, what time is it? 20 past eight in the morning. Sorry, we're doing this a bit late this morning, everybody. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's my fault. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Yes. Uh, when you have, when you are self-conscious about your house, which I am, I'm self-conscious about the, mm. the, the fact that things are not always perfect. tidy. Right? I am. Would you go and for I'm tidy self-con- as opposed to perfect? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'd go for tidy. Like okay. I, there are some people who I will happily have over here and like they could ring the doorbell and I'd let them in even if the house was falling apart. And, right. but you're not, you, I mean, you are one of them, but I feel oh. the judgment. Oh. It's true. No, no, it's I've true. I've never once judged you yes, or you your have. house. Oh, no, you, gosh. I know, but you sort of do. Like you just, I know oh. that you're a tidy person and I know that you, well, I know. You, and I've said, you know, and you know like, what? I'm a late instance, onset tidy person. I actually knock back romantic trysts. With people at bars because my ha- my bedroom was romantic in such a state. Trysts. I knocked back romantic trips. I did. <laughs> did you? Because so, your bedroom was disgusting. See, but that yeah. means that you you were you Normal. were too clean and organised. No, no, it what? meant that. Mate, well, what it meant was, look, I have late onset tidiness, so probably, perhaps it, right. it, it laid latently within me because I was aware of the mess, right. but I wasn't about to bring a potential. Um, a house guest back in to share yes. it with me, right. but I wasn't that mental. Or excuse that term. I wasn't that dedicated, right, uh, to having it clean. Mm. <clears throat> I so see. Be, what you're being saying. aware yeah, of yeah. the mess and doing something about it were two different. See, Stu, that's what I think. That's what I sometimes think about myself. Is like I, the inside me is a lot cleaner than, or a lot that prioritizes those things much better than the outside yeah. me. Yeah, it's right. true. That's how I feel. Anyway, mm. um, but there are some people. So, for instance, recently, lovely friend of mine who I've known forever mm-hmm. came round. She's just like she goes. Oh, I'm I'm coming around. I got some things to drop off. I'm going to do this. We're going. I'm going to help you with this. Blah blah. She was great. She mm. came round. House is a bit of a mess. She never mm. says anything, but she just walks gingerly through it. Like she just like what? just not and you're mm. like that too. And she <clears throat> went to the fridge to she bought me milk. She just was like, ah, she might need milk. So she bought me mm. two litres of milk. Yeah. Throws open the fridge door and just laughs. <laughs> like she laughed at my fridge. Mm. Anyway, I've subsequently cleaned out my fridge and I have you know, like she gave me fridge shame. Mm. And and you know, even though she is one of those people who I sort of but I do. I, I feel nervous when somebody when, but, but then when she's about to come over, I will forevermore be like, uh, don't think it's quite up to her standards. I'll tell her that I'm not home or something. <laughs> Whereas there are some people who come round, <clears throat> like my mate Stitzy. But I suppose it's because I've known him forever and he Is knows Tim what I'm dipstick? like. No, it's a different Tim. Right. Um, please don't call Tim the dipstick. Tim the dipstick. He's like one of my faves. Anyway. This is another Tim who's another one of my faves. And he Mm. just comes around and he usually like he brings, you know, he he once when I was, oh, I reckon I was in in my 20s and Mm. I was at home and and I had an illness and he came over and there was like nothing in the car. Please don't say that. That is so unfair. It was, I was in my 20s, so I wasn't sick all the time. I just got mm-hmm. sick once in the whole oh, just once decade. In your 20s. Oh. And he came over and he goes, uh, Dude, you're looking bad. And I said, I oh, know, I feel terrible. And he said, I'll make you some food. And I was like, There's no food. This house is bad. Trust me. Mm. 
And he went downstairs and he just like concocted from, I don't know, air and herbs mm-hmm. and like spices and some spaghetti that was in the cupboard or something. Mm-hmm. This amazing meal because he's a brilliant chef. And like to to this day, I still remember that. Like it, it, there was something about it. it. It feels like it cured me. Do you know what I mean? It feels There's like it made me feel better. There's something good about that desperado food too. I oh, have a desperado so food. You, see, once upon a time, I'm going to open up here with you, Lauren. Oh, here we go. I used to no, – no, I used to be – very uh, bereft of funds. And as a result, mm. I would borrow food from major sh- supermarkets. Oh, Stuart. <laughs> and so I had it. But what I could do was I had a favorite uh, dish that I could make that was easy to borrow and easy to produce yeah. and would be filling. Yeah. So uh, I used to make this dish and I would love it. To yeah. pieces, yeah. and I still make it to this day. And it all involves, and I'm sure millions of people do it anyway. It's just like a packet of pasta, mm-hmm. usually a Barilla Spaghetti Number Five, which I think for all the dry <laughs> pastas, a Barilla Spaghetti Five is <laughs> is like the king of pastas. Uh, and uh, then a packet of John West uh, smoked tuna slices, yeah, which is uh, great tin tuna. Yeah, uh, a mini uh, a, a tin of uh, corn kernels, not the not the sweetened ones, just the normal ones. Yeah. And just, you know, just your herbs. So you've got dried chilli, dried um, oregano, mm. dried basil, all that sort of stuff. God, uh, even why some are you saying cilantro, even. And uh, just a what, pain. What, what's going on? And uh, so you have olive oil. And so yeah. do is pa- cook the pasta. Oh, yeah. and if you've got some garlic and onion, you're really flying. And you just throw it all <laughs> in a pan and toss it together. Massive bowl of pasta, keep it full for two days. And that right. is still a dish of mine. Oh, and parsley, if you can afford it or if you can find it. Yeah. And uh, just some freshness at the end. And geez, that's a comforting meal that I've never yeah, forgotten. Like really I'm nice. sure people have, like like Stitzies and and that one yeah. there have surprise chef empty cupboard favourites that they still uh, go back to. You know, I just I to this I still talk to him about it. I'm like, remember that time? When you, oh, really did you didn't that? have any uh, guys cooking for you back then? Uh no, definitely not. Just breakfast? I don't think I don't think. Uh, yeah. Am I right? Th- thanks, to you. I knew that was heading somewhere. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I thought... It was actually deliberately heading It sounded anyway. like a metaphor. Uh, not a metaphor. It, it sounded like a euphemism anyway. Didn't have many guys cooking for you back then. Eh? <laughs> God. People I'm related to listen to this show. Well, people I'm anyway. related to listen to this show too. And does anyone wonder why they let me move so far away? <laughs> uh, Stuart Farrell, mm. um, I had one other quick thing that I wanted to say to you. What the hell was it? It was mm-hmm. about um, oh, hang on, I've written it down. Here it is. It was spontaneous. No, no, no. I wrote down that I needed to ask you something. Um, oh yeah, sure when you're listening, no, 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 no. When you're listening to now, for instance, old media. Um, mm. I think you and perhaps I, I think I've always done this, but I think there's a there's a there's a kind of Stu Farrell filter as well in my brain Uh that helps me do this. But I now have a sort of um, cliche bingo that I play in my head. So if somebody says like a, you know, you know, like we've got the online ones like broke the internet or, you know, um, I'm going to have these because donuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm in you. All Sydney, I'm in you. Yeah, 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 exactly. All that stuff. Right. Um, and right. I was listening the other day to the radio and I was just taking them off in my head. I found an old radio somewhere. Um, and, I, and there were, there were, it was just like 
cliche after cliche after cliche. And I got to thinking, mm. but because I was probably because I was delirious and unwell and ha- only kind of half falling asleep. I was thinking, what is it about that that is like, what, why are we so judgy of cliche? What is that? Why, why, is What's it because, we, is it because we, because they don't mean anything? Like, what is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, Lawrence, I just got all I, existential on it. I just want I, I don't understand why. Like, because I think you and I are cliche snobs, is what I'm saying. We are cliche snobs and, we, and we're, we're uh, popularity snobs too. But it, no, it's not. But also, you, you're talking about existential. It also got surreal for me at this end because everything you said then went through a robot filter and then broke up. Uh, so what yeah. I heard was about every 15th word. Right. So See, that at the moment. Yes. That happens to me all the time on this, when we're recording it, you know, sometimes on this thing. And then I look like an idiot who hasn't understood exactly what you said. Is that how you're feeling? Guess no, what? No, I, said I, a whole like lot of, I said a whole lot of really amazing stuff and you mm. didn't respond properly and now you look like an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> well, cliches. I think yeah. we're cliche snobs and I think that okay. the, I think that I'm okay with that. But it just mm. made me, it made me realise that there are some people who listen to the radio and do not play cliche bingo in their heads the whole time. Well, I'd have to say that the local ABC audience would um, be a big part of that because, you know, when people broadcast with a smile on their face. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. Isn't this fun? Oh, and we all in, in the joke, aren't we? Right? This, is, oh, this is the best. Oh, <laughs> Voiceovers. Like if, if I, oh, there's no way I'm sitting in with that and laughing with the person on the radio. I'm not joining in with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? There is Especially a... if someone tells you it's fun. Isn't this fun? Isn't like, this... this doesn't happen all the time, you know? And things like, we've got such an exciting show coming. Like, it sounds like an infomercial. So anyway, great. I'm not talking about anything in particular here, Stu. I'm just no, saying. No, I am. Yes, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to back away from that. Yeah. But I think that that there's something about, yeah, that, that thing of, like, you want to listen to people having fun, but you don't want them to. There's you don't want it to be like we're having so much fun, we're really great at it, and we think we're interesting because that's where the line you have to draw the line, isn't it? Mm. Yes, I mean, and you know what the other cliche is? What I'm going to just drop it straight out of that into still stay with cliches. Yeah, but it's radio. Yes, trying to do podcasts, and we've spoken about this a little bit, yeah. but I've noticed it a lot since you brought it up. Mm-hmm. But everything has to be, and these are your words, I think, everything has to be a story. Have you noticed that? It has to be what? It just did that thing. It has oh, to be what? Everything has to be a story. Tell us your story. Oh, it's got to be a great right. story. See, yeah, this, did we I don't tell that? stories. God, I'm clever. Right. So, yeah, storytelling. Any, Everything's about storytelling. Yeah, any podcast that you hear about on radio, yes. it's either yeah. just a rehash of what went to air or it's a story. Yeah. It can't yeah. be just... No. Let's flick on the mics and try and, you know, engage the listener. Well, actually, here's the thing. I think this is if you well, – now we're getting um, a little bit meta and stuff on people. But I think oh, that there's this perception about mm. podcasts that they have to be uh, – there has to be a theme or a kick or a twist or a, twist. you know, um, a premise. There has to be really specific premise. Or about a crime. Well, it's got to be like these are stories that, you know, the theme of this is this or the stories all all centre around this. Um, It has to have a, I suppose, 
you know, what's the hook? It has to have a hook, right? Well, yeah, but there's also good po- podcasts like Pop Chops and, uh, you know, um, the, the Bench Podcast, what is it, Tommy's Podcast, that may have a, th- a, a, a theme, but there's, yes. a lot of, there's a lot of looseness within it. You yes, see what I mean? but that's right. Yeah. And here's what I think. You know, everybody keeps going on about that and they say, well, you can't just do a podcast about sort of anything. It has to be about, you know, here's a podcast about, you know, um, people under 25 who garden and it's called, you know, kid gardening or something. I don't know. Whatever. It has to kid be gardening. like oh, the, more, <laughs> the more specific – this is why I'm not in marketing – the more specific – that the premise gets, mm. the more they think they've got an idea, and then. But actually, what if you think if you look at the most popular podcasts, they're yes. e- even even This American Life, like This American Life's um, sort of centralized idea, is their mm-hmm. stories about America. Like, come on, you know what I mean? And within each episode, there's a theme. But like, so is there really enough. like it's a such a loose theme? It's yeah. really just good radio uh, made by people who know how to make it sound conversational and with a budget. Give, with a budget, and you know things like the other popular ones. There are and there are some that work with a premise. But it's not just the premise. It's like people – I remember <clears throat> when I used to work in film and TV, I used to work in the um, development right. – oh, really? I get a yeah, ding for saying I used to work I in film so. and TV. I think so, yes. You are so, you work that's, in film and TV, you idiot. No, I don't. I'm a freelancer. Yes, you do. Oh, Stop you do. Me. You Shush. work in – you, you get to top say – Mine's secret. Oh, uh, yeah. And really? And I always say I'm a, I'm a freelancer. So You're shush. a freelancer in film and TV, you that's absolute sh- snob. Anyway, sh- listen – you are the elite. You're the problem. Anyway, listen. Am I the 1%? You're the 1%. Anyway, so. 1% of what? Uh, when I used to work in film and TV, I used mm. to work in the development. I used to be the oh. head of development oh. for a company oh, that consisted of three people, right? Yeah, so right. it was a really, okay. really top notch job, right? Yeah. But anyway, but what happened was people used to. So development is where. Is, script development is where people pitch a script and then it gets and you like knock it fixed back. and turned yeah or knocked back and then turned into something right did you do it with your feet uh, on the desk constantly anyway the, but the Good. point is have i ever done anything without my feet on the desk no, anyway that's true. the point is um the number of pitches that you'd get and the pitch was hmm. it's set in a mm, and that it. was the whole idea it's set in a Library. Swimming pool, you know. Yeah. It's set in a library. It's Small set business. in a um, whatever. And all of the and – Car the, rentals. And those were the – that was the pitch. And that's a setting. It's not a concept. It's not an idea. Mm. And so you've got to make the other stuff work. And anyway, and it's the same – I think it's the same with podcasts. And I think that, that thing of it's got to be – it's got to have a hook mm. is, uh, you know, the mo- if you look at the most popular podcasts – And what, a twee soundtrack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if you listen to This American Life on radio, for instance, the mm. sound thing is different because of the rights. They only use super twee music on the podcast because they've got like rights free music. Well, they've got in house production, though. Like they, you know, they use their, their uh, music guys to do uh, S Town and Serial and everything. Like, and they all sound very samey. They do sound samey. It's true. And it's um, the same. Then that's why someone like uh, I don't know. Let's say you know, like This American Life is the Daryl Summers of podcasting. Right? Oh, so died. No, no, no. Everyone knows Daryl Summers, so they'll go to it, right? 
Whereas opposed, there might be um, no. They're, they're, Tom Gleeson over here doing an even better job. No, nah. but more people know Daryl Summers, so that it goes nah. to the top of the pops. Whereas uh, nah. people that know would like Tom Gleeson better. Nothing about this metaphor works. <laughs> That's the end of this segment. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I didn't That's know if you'd come good. Me. I think we maybe ditched that. We need to find another one. No, we, what we need is you to start it and then we're away. So go. But I... Okay. <clears throat> Much better. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's about your lead. I, I, I follow your lead. Uh, yeah, in uh, that and that alone. Continue. Now, Lozzie, I'm yeah. only... We've got a quick one because it appears that our line is breaking up. And, and also, uh, we've been recording for 400 years. It's yeah, nearly midday. it's nearly <laughs> at 20 to 9. So, here, yeah. uh, yes. I've just got a quick one for you. And it's going out pretty much to all you people that live in the in main capitals, in big cities, in areas where you want to... You know, you, you, you're human hoarders, basically. You like mm-hmm. to hoard humans and uh, pain. And mm-hmm. it's off the Whiskey Riff website, one of my faves. And mm-hmm. uh, it's... Starts with the headline. It begins with the headline. Amazingly, stop waiting in line at breakfast restaurants, you idiot! Right? <laughs> and basically, it's uh, now this one does have expletives, so don't pass it on to your young children. Okay. But uh, it's what the f is wrong with you? Yeah, you, the person waiting in line at a breakfast restaurant. You got nothing better to do at nine a.m. on a Saturday morning. Wait in line for forty-five minutes to eat a pancake. It's a goddamn mother effing pancake. You got nothing going on. Life is that easy. You can wait in line for a pancake, and on it goes. God, so it's basically, so... Lauren. Yeah, it's basically your brain it wrote up... an article for you. <laughs> <laughs> it sums up people like yourself who queue up for the latest what? croissant. They queue up for the latest. I have uh, never milkshake. queued up for the they latest croissant. For... Oh, ice cream down Brunswick Street here in Melbourne, Australia. No. Ladies and gentlemen. I do not know why I am being accused of this. However, I tell you what, I'm going to defend people here because you are such a little snob. And you've got so much time on your hands that you can decide to do what you want with it. Mm. I mean... I think your whole your, that you are one step away from saying that if they saved that money, they'd be able to buy a house. You well, are turning Scott it Pape. on. No, don't. No, Scott don't Pape you says, Scott Pape me? Oh, no, everyone I'm not who's Scott been Pape. writing Actually, in. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to Scott Pape you by the way because Scott Pape uh, would say, "No, you don't have to give up that coffee. No, du, 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 du. you just have to." Arrange your finances, or whatever he says. So, Papey, as we like to call him. Um, oh, the papemeister, yeah. Well, paperino, actually. But he mm-hmm. uh, does, in fact, advocate to live your life, but just in the mm. background, like much like a good um, virus checker. How's this one? Mm. Much like a good virus checker, it's always just humming away in the background, protecting you mm-hmm. as you go about trawling the internet of life and... Uh, <laughs> And enjoying experiences and then having bad experiences, but you've got that backup behind you to know uh. that your hard drive won't be infected or compromised. Mm. Thank yeah. you, Lauren Clark. Yeah. Lauren Clark, how does the Scott Pape Foundation get in contact with us? Honestly, this guy has got so many dif- disciples. We've had I've had people attacking me all week because of <coughs> my keep it up, my, my brothers and, and sisters. Yeah, great. All right, awesome. Listen. Tapey britches can get Someone in touch. Someone saying, Lauren, I don't think you're actually correct uh, on this one. Blah, blah, blah. Look, I love you, Lauren. I have but... had, I know, but they've had. There have been a few little snippy. If you haven't read it, you don't get to 
comment. A few gonna, snippy, oh. um, I'm sorry, Lauren, but this person's changed my life, so what are you going to do about it? All very nice. I agree. But still, I'm just saying in the, the disciples. Disciples. Yeah, and, and speaking any, of disciples, I got oh, an email about it. And invited me into a secret society of papers, uh, papesters. And it was from our good friend, Gabs Poy, who had a milestone birthday on Tuesday and we didn't acknowledge Did it. Did she? Oh, that sucks. We're she, the worst. We are the worst. So happy, happy birthday oh, to Gabs, who is a, a long-term stupidly smaller and a, now a com- convert to the wonderful world of barefooting. And um, have a great uh, birthday. Have a great milestone. And Lauren Clark, yeah. uh, you should probably get in contact with her to find out how does one uh, cope with such a milestone, wouldn't you think? Uh, cute, really cute, really cute. Thank you. Um, Stu has this hilarious thing that I care about my age. <laughs> he has just foisted it upon me since he met me. I could not care less. Mm. I am very happy with my age. Oh, Stuart Farrell. Yes. I am. Yes, I know. Denialing it. Denialing. I gotta go. Anyway, Stu Farrell, people that you 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 what is he called? Papemeister disciples can follow us at find us at stupidlybig.com. We're stupidly big on Instagram in iTunes where you can give us a rating and a review. Not enough of you have been doing that lately, no, you disgraceful human beings. Thank you. <laughs> Please go and give us a nice rating and a review over there. And Stu Farrell, uh, I will see you tomorrow at some point, I imagine. Keep the correspondence coming in. It's going to be a heaver. It's going to be a heaver, is it? A mm-hmm. heaver. <laughs> I look forward to that as I always do. See you then, Stu Farrell. Bye-bye.